0: Quarantine
1: We are excited to bring to you guys tonight A Nerd of God cast supplemental To kind of help us out during this time Of our social distancing This is a new segment we're calling Not Another Quarantine Movie It's a great name Yay. Thank you. I, I, just I appreciate that. Thank Phenomenal. you. Phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging. So we're going to be watching some uh, some classic sci-fi fantasy nerdy movies. Uh, maybe ones that we haven't seen before or that aren't in the regular rotation of fan favorites. And tonight we have gone back and watched the movie from 1988 Willow. Have you guys yeah. uh, you, had any of <laughs> you guys ever seen this movie before?
2: I, I have now. Nope. I <laughs> have
0: seen it. <laughs>
1: I had seen it when I
0: was, like, like a child. Like, 25 years ago, I saw it. I was a child. <laughs> and the only—well, when I rewatched it, the only stuff I remembered was stuff that
1: freaked me out when I was a kid. Oh, so, yeah. I'm I just wanted that. Uh,
3: well, 80s movies do that to you. Yeah, this
1: was an interesting 80s movie. Now, this was directed by Ron Howard. Do You guys know who Ron Howard is, right? He did a—
2: Yeah.
1: Zopie. Uh, He's Opie, yeah. He was uh, Richie Cunningham. He was. Uh, he also directed the Han Solo movie and the narrator, no, and, the and the and the Grinch and the narrator for Arrested Development. So uh, yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're Ron Howard fans. This movie was written by George Lucas. You guys know who he is. Yeah,
2: I saw that. Mm-hmm. He That's was crazy. A
1: Star Wars creator, and uh, and it's got <laughs> it, it's starring Warwick Davis. You guys know Warwick Davis. Yeah, Smith- so if you're a Harry Potter fan, if you're a Star Wars <laughs> fan, you will know him as Wicket the Ewok. Or mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh,
3: mm-hmm. he also did another and, um,
2: character. Hello.
1: Yeah, he's he's been in a, a lot of different Star Wars movies, but uh, he played Wicket the Ewok twice in, uh, in yeah. Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, so we're we're fans of Warwick Davis, and of course Val Kilmer, the incomparable Val Kilmer, as Matt Bardigan. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah so. he was way better as Batman in this movie.
1: <laughs> he was way better listen i i like mad martigan i don't know what it is hey, there's something about that you know swashbuckling swordsman that makes me excited i liked him by the end of the movie i really enjoyed mad martigan he was one of my favorite parts of this movie. yeah yeah everything
2: about so, this and, movie
4: was bothersome to me
1: really okay well, well we, yeah. i want to hear all about that in just a second one interesting fact that i learned in this movie uh general kale the uh the but the bad guy with the skeleton mask, Skeletor looking guy, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was one yeah. of the things that freaked me it, out it, as a kid. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's a scary guy and a mountain of a man, but the, uh, but looking it up on the IMDB, I did not realize this. I learned something very, very eye opening. He played the mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark that fought Indiana Jones. Huh? Oh, and, oh. and he played the giant thuggy guard in Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. I never realized that that was the same guy. Huh. Lucas. George Lucas. Lucas likes him, I guess. <laughs> Lucas likes
0: typecasting. Just like he likes he, that yeah.
1: Wilhelm scream. There were like four in this movie. They do love the Wilhelm scream. So uh, let's get into this tonight. Let's talk a little bit about Willow. Uh, tell us, open up with with your impressions. What, what what about this movie inspired you? What about this movie freaked you
2: right okay, out? Okay, I'm
0: going to say it. I'm going to say it right now um warwick davis's hands freaked me out the entire movie
2: oh my gosh steven warwick davis <laughs> he's like he a, is like a little person like he's a
0: little person but he has hands that are twice the size of my hands and i am not a little <laughs> look at his hands they're like they're huge they're bigger than his head the entire took me out of the entire movie i had to go back and look at pictures of him like from other movies to see if they
2: hid them and i'm pretty sure they did because he yeah, has abnormally large hands at one point he shakes hands with Val Kilmer and it's like Val Kilmer gets moved around a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you're uncomfortable with little people, and I don't know why you would be, they're delightful, this is not the movie for you. There are so many little people in this movie, I wanted to click my heels together and say there's no place like home.
4: <laughs> oh it was God. such a trip. I feel like I don't know what recreational drug use is like. But oh no. Something <laughs> about the brownies I,
3: Leith oh Murray. I 100 percent agree with you because I kept thinking that the entire movie. I was like, "Is this is uh, this what? Uh, oh, I love
2: <laughs> the brownies. Like
4: watching the the dwarf oh, no. men tied up with like the full size adults but miniature full size adults on top of the dwarf men?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like now brownies brownies, <laughs> brownies are, are they're,
4: they're like they're human they're full size human men. but miniature full size human and
1: they yeah but they're only like, they're only like two inches tall. And it's Kevin Pollak, man. They are the worst. Yeah, the, the uh, okay. Least money. I'm gonna give you that. The brownies are w- my least favorite part of this movie, to be sure.
4: <laughs> it made me very just visually uncomfortable. It was visually unsettling for me. I was I was okay when they wanted, then they threw me into you know it's a small world there with all the tiny people, <laughs> and I was like it's okay, you know dwarfs are cool. The little the little Aww. dwarf babies like mims, the daughter is like my listen yes. his part. children
1: are adorable like his children are ridiculously cute like let me tell cute. you what like,
4: the most devastating part of this movie was for me it happens at the like almost at the beginning and you know, they're at like the festival thing and the oh whole my gosh human forget it the right out Just and yeah. her mind. Back, she's like oh where's mins got to go find Mims, Run off and and she is like screaming like these i know Children's cries, right? I work with, I know what a real child <laughs> cries like. They did something to yes. that child to get her to cry like that. <laughs> that was an act. They took her marshmallow. They, they did something to provoke that horrendous cry mm. of absolute terror and devastation from this it poor wrenched little toy heart, heart to get it for this movie, and I'm angry about
2: it. All the children in this movie were like really. Okay, so the babies, the baby actresses that they use in this. May have been the best baby actors I have ever seen
1: in my entire life. Yes, I agree with you. If anything would have happened to one of those poor precious children, I would oh. have absolutely rioted, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely rioted. So, so aside from the people of various scales, uh, let's talk about this movie. There is no way I don't. I think that you can watch this and not draw a direct connection to the influence of
2: Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yes. yeah. my first thought was like, oh, I guess we're doing Exodus. Like, I guess we're doing Moses <laughs> yeah, down the did. river. And then and then it changed to, like, straight up little, oh, we must take this thing to this area, little person, and have the help of a strong uh, swordsman. Let's, yeah, that'll work.
1: Yeah, Val Kilmer, though, is no Aragorn. Oh, Let's be no, real. No, no, no. Val Kilmer is like Aragorn if Aragorn thought he was Han Solo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say.
1: No, but I assumed you were going to get mad at me, so I didn't say it. <laughs> well, you want to know my secret Stephen I'm always mad at you wow. <laughs> no but yeah you're definitely right this whole thing you know starts out with with the chosen baby getting put in the river in a basket it's like oh all I all I need to hear is like and you know Val Kilmer was in Prince of Egypt oh, he was yeah, Moses true. holy <laughs> cow full circle you guys
2: river yeah. oh river I
0: <laughs> also got some uh, some Sleeping Beauty vibes you know the
1: evil queen and everything
0: Oh. Yeah. it is
1: yeah definitely like a snow white evil queen this seems to be kind of like really plucked by the numbers from every fantasy fairy tale that you kind of love right
0: what, what this is it's like this just shows me how how uncreative George Lucas was in the process <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. you know what I just got done reading I just got done watching my favorite Disney movie and reading my favorite Tolkien book I'm gonna write a movie today honestly
1: yeah, let's <laughs> do that George Lucas, just write what you know, George. Just write what you know. Enter uh, the Wilhelm yeah. scream here. <sighs> yeah, Indeed. So, okay, there was a scene uh, speaking of little people, and I don't know why, this really touched my heart. When um, when Willow was getting getting ready to leave, he was having his Frodo like, I'm gonna leave the Shire moment. Yeah. And his, his wife is saying goodbye, Kira's saying goodbye, and she, she cut her hair off. Oh, yeah. I
2: up a little bit. That was so mm-hmm. sweet.
4: I took, like, good luck, Omen. It
3: was very, very like, precious because of like how important a woman's hair is and stuff and i just mm-hmm. y'all thought that, that touched was my heart it, it was a little was weird. weird but like in the context of like let's imagine that we're in the time period that that would be that would be a very significant gesture that you would only do for someone that like you truly love and care about because like no. especially like back in times like that your hair is your crown so like to chop it off is a very significant like gesture
1: and I think, like, w- without really explaining too much of the backstory, like you could tell there was some significant cultural mm-hmm. representation of yeah. what that meant. And, like when when he looked down and he saw it, it was kind of like, oh, "Kara, look what you did for me." You know, like it was yeah. uh, <laughs> pretty amazing.
2: <Sure>. I loved <laughs> that, every time. I loved every time he, uh, like, when he needed some, like a reason to keep going, or like needed a moment to be brave, he would look down and see the lock and like run it through his fingers and be like, "All right, I made a promise. Let's do this. Got to do this thing."
1: So, and now when he left the village, he had his little band of compatriots too, including Migosh, yep. his own little
2: Samwise Ganji. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Who he sent home.
1: Yeah. Who, Migosh was like, well, Willow, gotta go. I leave you <laughs> in the hands of this man in a cage. I guess we're <laughs>
2: done
0: here. So. tell not I yeah. love her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Willow, Willow, so, and then we, we meet Mad Mardigan. So tell me what your thoughts are on Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan the oh. Swordsman.
0: Did not like him second best role he's ever had after
1: doc Holliday. <laughs> i i concur with you jackie you said you didn't like him i
3: didn't he he frustrated me a little bit but like he i think like also this yeah i think also it stems from the fact that this movie was very like painfully 80s for me like i think I, I i kept thinking as i was watching it like what would this movie look like if it was produced today because it has very like 80s vibes, 80s like storyline oh, yeah. everything,
1: everything but a soundtrack by Tangerine Dream. Basically. Absolutely You're right. <laughs> so
3: like, it definitely took me to a place that like, in the deep recesses of my memories as a child, like watching the Goonies and watching like older movies like that that weren't technically made for my generation, but I grew up watching because like of my mom and stuff. It it kind of took me back to that like nostalgic place in a time that I wasn't born in, but I definitely like got to experience some of. So it was just interesting to kind of see how those tropes and everything played out. Like to me the movie moved very slow. It was a very slow-paced yeah. movie and it was kind of painful because I'm like there's so much story here that like you could flesh out and make so much more interesting, but that's not how movies were done.
1: Quite Well often. it was it was a Two, two hour and six minute long movie yeah, like, no, no. I feel like that's that's a long time for something that Peter Jackson isn't directing yeah, well, that's exactly. a long time for a movie from the 80s too yeah it felt, yeah,
2: it yeah. felt long too because like at the you know at the one point you know when they finally reach the the uh the sorceress you know um what's her name uh Rezil? yes when they when they finally meet like get to the island everything it's like I, that's, I that's
1: literally the halfway point of the movie yeah and i'm like
2: yeah. i thought we were in the Did third act more?
1: nope we are what was still one hour to go that was where we stopped watching it the first night it was like well yeah we'll catch up stop. with you again later the, yeah. Second, yeah.
0: the second half of this movie was far better than the first half and I, I, i'm glad because
1: it kept me wanting to watch it but that first half was tough to get through yeah. i don't know See, now i like I, I like the first half because I thought it was very endearing. The second half is when they tried to get really ambitious as a film, and I feel like that was when they kind of like lost me a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, like, well the last 20 minutes is like a really cool battle, plus two old ladies punching each other in the face.
1: Dude, <laughs> did anybody laugh out loud when that old lady punched that other old lady in the face? Yeah, I did,
0: and then when the other old lady fell, and it was definitely a guy in an old lady mask. That was a, it was like
1: it was like Jerry Springer meets the Golden Girls. It's oh like Rose God. Blanche, calm down.
2: <laughs> I like the first half of the movie because I like the whole time I'm watching. It, I'm like, this is such a charming movie. Like I agree with you. Like, I love from the like the first like ten minutes or fifteen minutes. I'm watching Warwick Davis as Willow, and I'm like, he's so charismatic in this role. I've seen him in other movies. I'm watching, I'm like, he's so charismatic. I, I love this character. And the more characters around him I saw, and, you know, as it got deeper and deeper, I was like, this is a really charming movie. Like, I'm surprised I haven't seen it before.
1: I, I think that the word you're looking for maybe isn't charismatic. I think he's really sincere. Like, yeah. he seems yes. like, like like he's super passionate about what he's doing. Like, he's really mm-hmm. committed. He has a lot of heart. Um, and I, I love that. I mean, it's he has that that really... Frodo sort of vibe. And I think that's pretty cool. It didn't Back. seem
2: fake. Because, yeah. like, I, I think he gave us all in the role. And I think that, you know, sometimes if, if he didn't go all the way in on it, it would have felt like it was in, like, it, like the role would have been insincere. So you felt like you're actually watching this character, Willow, because he's like, yeah, let's go all in. Let's let's do this.
1: Lee, Lee Smotty, what do you think? Was, was there a scene in the movie that particularly jumped out at you as, like, that was really good?
4: Honestly... I mean, what do you mean by really good?
1: Enjoyable, touching, redemptive. So, no.
4: (laughs) It just was, I mean, I don't generally do this type of movie. You know, like, we've watched Lord of the Rings, and I respect Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings isn't my type of movie, and this had that vibe. So, it it was kind of just hard for me to get with in general. I appreciate, I think, Willow, just the idea of no pun intended, but the little guy um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> being, you know, the, the brave one and the loving one. And, and you know, I, that I respect and I appreciate. I it was but nothing of it particularly connected to me.
1: I got you. And I think when you compare this to the Lord of the Rings, this is a little more legend than Lord of the Rings. If you yeah. ever seen the, the the really cheeseball Tom Cruise 80s movie with Tim Curry, like th- that's what this is. This is uh more on that low budget tongue in cheek style movie. It, mm-hmm. it felt like the never ending story to me. It felt like
0: the never ending story the, perfect analogy. The entire time I was watching it, I just kept wishing I was watching The Princess Bride.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But the but The Princess Bride was like the one movie of that era that kind of got it right yeah. because it it stayed in its lane it didn't try, so so where this movie succeeded was the simple moments between the characters, so I really like the interaction between uh, uh, Frodo, between Willow and Migos when Mad Mardigan's in the cage that was a neat little interaction there, I liked Mad Mardigan, that whole scene they have when they're kind of in the the, the tavern the inn, and Mad Mardigan's in drag you know, like that was a mm-hmm. fun Yeah, funny, that was not a scene. woman <laughs> yeah, no but Not then they start they start trying to be like oh look at us we're gonna make this cool cinematic movie uh so we're in this castle and we're fighting off like 12 soldiers right and then a troll which it looks like uh, a, a reject from the land of the lost is jumping yeah. on willow so willow casts a spell and the troll turns into this pulsing brain which falls yeah. into the water and turns into a giant two-headed dragon. It's a,
2: it's, a, it's a two-headed. What's uh, what's the thing from Star Wars, the the big the big claymation. Uh, it's a, a rancor. It, it kind yeah, of like it, a rank, rancor. A two-headed skinny rancor. Yeah. Well, you know, funny
1: funny little bit of trivia. I looked up online. Do you know what the name of that creature was? What? It was an Ebor Sisk, which was George Lucas's shot at Siskel and Ebert. It oh, was named my after gosh. There were, all the villains in this movie were named after uh, film critics. Oh, wow. What, no. what, what, a, what, a, what a petty no-necked man. Yeah, yeah so the, the, the movie <laughs> was definitely time. definitely cheeseball. It feels like at a certain point, George Lucas like found an eight-year-old and said, why don't you take a shot at just writing the rest of this? And <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> it worked for the prequels, like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, no, no. yeah, so it, <laughs> like the whole thing. It, it turned from like a charming little fantasy, you know, themed movie. It turned from a nice little Lord of the Rings tribute into an episode of Axe Cop really quick.
2: Uh, so <laughs> it, it, seemed, it seemed like it, they wanted. A, it's like George Lucas was like, I can make the Lord of the Rings trilogy in one movie. In one movie,
1: honestly, and like on a dare,
2: Steven Spielberg. How many characters from Lord of the
1: Rings have an army turned into a bunch of pigs? Boom, oh, it's happening God. right now. Yeah, they turning into
2: pigs. Nightmare fuel.
1: Like that episode of Doctor Who, we're going to turn them all into pigs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. They're going to build the Empire
1: State Building. And of course, then, then what do you need? Let's chop let's this thing off. We need a naked old lady in this movie. Oh, oh gosh. But the, clothes Actually, on, know, Put
2: the clothes
1: on What, what <laughs> I thought so there's there's the scene of the movie where the where the, the heroic army is kind of outside the evil Bab Morda's castle and she casts a spell on them and turns them all into pigs. So all of the army except for the naked old lady and Willow are now pigs, right? Which is <laughs> that's kind of yeah. funny, I guess. That's a funny idea. And then Willow kind of one by one, he and the the wizard, the 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 old lady, turn them back into humans. Think about this. When they're pigs, they're naked. So that whole army had to rummage through that field in the dark and find their clothes again. That's the part that they that got cut out of the movie. That's where the real action was. <laughs> well, that would have made it PG-13. That would have been straight yeah. up PG-13. So uh, so, so, any other thoughts, things that you love, things that you totally hated about Willow? Nothing about the, the character,
0: but the movie was long. They could have cut like half that movie out and it would have been better.
1: That
4: was, the, that was my real issue with it. I'm sorry, Steve, I didn't mean to jump on top of you. Um but that really was it. it. It was just there was a lot of excess. There was so many part like the like okay, I, I hate like spit and there is this like vomit like go all, still towards the beginning which feels like it was the middle but the movie was so long. Um and they're like they just went off and what's the mean horrible guy's name? There's um, so many
1: mean horrible guys. The the like fake leader of the village kind of thing
4: together. yeah yeah him oh. the baby like throws up on him <laughs> like there was this, that scene was like the first of a strain of just completely unnecessary little bits that added absolutely nothing to the story like let's just interject a little scene right here of something pointless
1: that baby didn't and- throw up on him that baby straight up went exorcist <laughs> on him. There, was
2: a, there was a butter butter crut. a B- bump, bumper bumper snut butter Lump, lumper. Are,
1: are you having a? Are you having a stroke right now? What is <laughs> happening? I smell. I smell burnt toast. Oh. oh my! Are you chewing black root over there? What's going on? <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, me. so how about? Let's talk about the romance subplot. You know, not to give anything away, but you have Mad Mardigan who inadvertently falls in love with the yeah. uh, the villain Sorsha. What do you think about that? Ugh. Well,
0: what's. A, what's worse is when um the villain sorsha falls in love with him like that was just yeah, i yeah. was like okay i can see he probably because i think he probably is going not want to admit it but she had no reason to, to like him and then all of a sudden it's yeah. just yeah. like oh wow he said nice things about me and then completely forgot about it and 1988 welcome yeah. wow
1: well, you have to think, if you are, if your mom is an evil wizard and, and you know, a, a sorceress and you have to, like, run around with Skeletor and, and the army, you probably don't <laughs> get a lot of nice things said about you, you know? You probably don't get told True. that you're pretty very often, True. so, you know, it doesn't take much. Not a lot of handsome guys. It doesn't take much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so anything else about Willow that you say, man, that was really, really great?
0: I mean, Warwick Davis, as Neff already said, Warwick. Warwick Davis was really charming, and he was only 17. When he were when they were made that movie, oh I didn't so, know yeah, he was, he was super
1: young. This was only like four years, th- four three or four years, I guess. Right after um, Return of the Jedi. Return of yeah, the Jedi. Yeah, so, so yeah, he, he was, was really, he was really young. Oh, wow. I think they said that he was only like ten years older than his kids in the yeah. movie, like the ones that the the, the actors that plays kids. So, um, yeah, interesting. Well, so would you recommend somebody watching it just to say that they watched it, or is this a, is this a pass? if you're a
0: fan of like '80s like sci-fi Sure. But um I mean it's definitely <laughs> this, I, isn't, this isn't sci-fi.
1: This is definitely I, fantasy. If it,
0: 80s fantasy, like if you like that, even if you like it if it's kind of cheesy, then then have at you. Uh but if you're like least Smotti, I would
1: say no. <laughs> Alright, so on a scale of uh on a scale of one to five disappearing pigs, how would uh, how would you rank uh Willow least Smotty? Two. Jackie?
3: I would probably do a three. It's not a terrible movie, but it's very much like it didn't age like <laughs> it didn't
1: age well. <laughs> Listen, I feel I saw, like in the time Willow, it would have been
3: great. You know? I
1: saw Willow in the theater, and I will tell you this: those brownies were just as uncomfortable to look at. That oh. green screen was just as unconvincing okay. back in 1988. This is the, this movie came out the same summer as Who Framed Roger Rabbit,
0: uh-huh. so oh, wow. wonder,
1: and the year before C- Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, just to give you an gotcha. idea. Uh, Nick, out of five, how many uh, how many disappearing pigs do you give this? Uh, two. Two. Neff?
2: See, I would give it a four, but I don't like the brownies. <laughs> if you cut the brownies out of the movie, I would not be mad. It would have been a four. But I give it a three. It was a charming movie, and I, I liked the characters and the actors playing them. So uh, it was nice. Steven? I mean, I think I liked it more than – than I thought
0: I would I'd give it like a three and a half but that's just because Val Kilmer won me over by the end of it I'm a Mad Mardigan fan
1: yeah i'm a mad Mardigan fan i agree uh, i'm gonna give it a, a a realistic three a nostalgic four so like i because i kind of liked it because I, I i remembered more about this movie than i thought i would i was kind of like oh this next scene this is going to happen oh and because i kind of it, it took me back to my childhood I, i'm going to give it an extra bonus point for that but realistically it's a uh if you have a couple hours during quarantine and you want to watch it you should watch it just to say that you did but if you don't, if you're busy, I would not schedule time out of my life mm-hmm. to make yeah. this movie yeah. happen. So, uh, so that's a, you know there there we go. Well, that's our our very first not another quarantine movie. Uh, thank you so much. Let us know what you thought about the movie Willow if you watched it along with us, and uh, it is available right now on Disney Plus. We hope that you guys will enjoy it. So Ye- yeah, yes. All right. So next time the movie that we are going to be watching, and this is another Disney Plus uh, film. So if you have it. Uh, you, if you have Disney Plus, you are going to track later wrong with us. This one is from 1986. It's a movie called Flight of the Navigator. Yes! Oh.
3: Never seen it.
1: I've it is a movie about a yeah, this is a movie about a boy who mysteriously gains knowledge of the farthest reaches of the universe. It has got interstellar travel, it's got time displacement, uh, and a really shiny spaceship. So, Flight of the Navigator on Disney Plus. We're going to be watching it together for next time. We hope that you will join us back here for the Nerd of God cast presents Not Another Quarantine Movie. We'll see you guys.
2: Matt Nardigan. You never,
1: ever drive that fast with an infant.